Hey everybody, this is Matt Hardman. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Uh, been a while. Uh, it's actually been about two weeks, I believe, since the last time I recorded an episode for CKCC Radio. I had an episode set for last week. Unfortunately, um, between work, but more importantly, what was going on in our nation just kind of took the luster and some of the gusto out. I'm not going to lie. It just kind of sidetracked me away. Um, And I don't want to get too far into it, but I think no matter what you believe, you know, whether you believe one side is right, one side is wrong, um, we need to come together as a country uh, in unity and, um, you know, stop this selfish and destructive behavior that, um, unfortunately, our nation is falling into um, before it's too late. Very sad, uh, very angry, um, and not just at what had happened, but the entire series of events that our country's been in for almost the last 20 years, um, 20, uh, 19 years ago now, our country was very, very united, everybody getting along, no matter which race, denomination, um, orientation, um, anything, you know, we were one country with one common goal and one common enemy, um, and now we're at each other's throats. Uh, 
biggest rising stars in open world and um, endurance racing in sports cars, uh, but you would be intertwined uh, with an international um, drug smuggling ring. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
racers in the country. A driver who made multiple starts in NASCAR's Cup Series. Uh, he would be arrested. Uh, Randy Lanier, a, uh, a former like, guy who would uh, run um, also in the IMSA Series right around the same time as John Cole Jr. St. Louis. 
Louis Cardinal owned a drag racing team uh, that was driven by both uh, drag racing top fuel team that was driven by both him and John Andretti. Uh, this ball player would also go broke, file for bankruptcy. his team along with his huge car collection. What former ball player was this? Is this because he is still alive technically? Um, answer at the end of the show. So we got some news to talk about. Um, first uh, we got the news that Bristol is currently laying down the um, the dirt in uh, the sawdust to build up the dirt track for Eldora, uh, the the Bristol Dirt Race at uh, for the Cup Series, um, and, and it does have some feelings, sir. Um, one in particular is Tony Stewart, who, um, in an article uh, penned by The Athletic, uh, which Stewart wrote uh, for the online website, um, he cites that the reason why Eldora was pulled off the truck schedule was because Bristol was given um, the first cup race on dirt since the 1970s and um, since I, that was Stewart's goal as the owner and promoter of the track was to eventually bring the cup series to um, Eldora that he decided to not renew the contract and I know that when news broke that Eldor would not be on the truck schedule. It had a lot of hurt feelings. Um, and, and a lot of people um, building up animosity for NASCAR on this decision. Then it has come out um, from Stewart himself that it was his decision, not NASCAR's, uh, for the truck series not to return. And now there's a little more, um, you know, there's a little more to it. Many people thought that it was NASCAR's decision to take them off the schedule uh, due to uh, Stewart and Ray Everham uh, starting the um, the SRX series, the six-race um, all-star series, I guess you can call it, um, legend series, uh, but that is certainly not the case. There is a little, a bit of animosity, but when has there been animosity between um, the frenemies of Tony Stewart and um, the upper echelon of NASCAR? Uh, Stewart is known for being very, very outspoken towards NASCAR and just things in racing in general. Um, you know, it has certainly ruffled feathers in, in the offices at Daytona Beach. NASCAR's corporate headquarters, and um, 
talked about were safety. You know, he's gone off on tangents about safety, other drivers, um, Goodyear and their tire program. Uh, you name it, he's gone off. This is a new one. Um, but it will not stop him from being a hands-on owner in the Cup Series uh, with his four-car team uh, with Cole Custer, Chase Briscoe, Kevin Harvick, and Eric Amarola. But it, it does, it does kind of, it does kind of um, lead into a little bit of sour grapes. Uh, as every year, I look forward to watching Eldora. I was there the very first one, and I thought it was an amazing time and a really well done race. I, I thought it was great. Now, here's where I differ with Tony and some of the fans saying that they should brought a cup race to Eldora. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, Eldora does not have the seating capacity for uh, the ability the ability to hold the cup race. Um, Eldora is a smaller track. Probably forget how many you could fit. But it is a much smaller track um, than, say, Bristol. Uh, it is also um, not in a major area off the interstate. Um, as I remember going to Bristol, uh, not Bristol, going to Eldora, uh, we had stayed in Sydney, Ohio, uh, which is maybe about a half hour's drive from the track. Um, and where Eldora is, it is really, really, really is, I, and I cannot stress this enough, it is small town Farm folk of America. Um, while other tracks um, are like Bristol or Martinsville or like that, they're also located near um, closer to major freeways. Um, Pocono, uh, we'll take Pocono for example, is maybe five, six miles from Route 80. And Route 80 is a, um, it, as a interstate highway that runs pretty much from California to New York. Um, and it, it, and it, can, it can, you know, hold the capacity that is needed for um, a race like that. Um, and the same with many of the other tracks. Um, you know, Bristol is just not far from I-81. And like I said, many, many other tracks. And they're, they're either located near major hubs or they're near the interstate. Unfortunately, Eldora is not. So you are asking for major traffic issues in an area that while, you know, should be somewhat accustomed to uh, bringing a cup series type event is, um, is a massive undertaking for the town, the state, and whatnot. Um, so I think that that is a, a a major flaw when it comes to that. As I said, the the seating capacity is nowhere near what it would be for Bristol. Um, and, I, and I think it would just be very taxing on the areas. Um, 
hotels in the Rossburg area are slim to none. Like I said, we stayed in Sydney the year that I went and whatnot. I mean, even in terms of Bristol, um, when I would go almost yearly with um, my dear friend Ed Ballow, and usually, and sometimes a third person um, of our rotating group of friends who were race fans, uh, we would we would travel from Galax, Virginia, which is maybe about a 45-minute drive. Um, I think at one point, at the very first year we did it, we stayed in Kodak, Tennessee, um, which is out near, pretty much right out near um, uh, Pigeon Forge, if I remember. Um, out near Dollywood, heading towards Knoxville. Um, so, I mean, you know, you have to look at all these things, and all these things take into account, and they're, and they're big positives when it comes to Bristol over Eldora, but also with Eldora, I want me being selfish, you know, and I know Tony would disagree with me. I love Tony Stewart. He, he is a great ambassador, not to NASCAR, but to motorsports in general. Um, but I, 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 I know he would disagree with me on this. Eldora has a special spot for the truck fans. It was our first race on dirt. It is something special. And I think by taking that and moving it to Cup, I think you're kind of taking what was special about it, um, taking that away and um, exploiting it, pouring it out, whatever you want to say. I think that really is where, you know, I, I, I have, you know, the biggest issue in my mind. Besides all the logical issues, you know, my, my one selfish thing is, you know, that should have been for the trucks. Not saying that running the um, Knoxville Speedway where they hold the Knoxville Nationals, the biggest um, um, wing sprint uh, dirt race in the country, um, you know, is a, is a downgrade because uh, certainly Knoxville and Eldora, the two biggest dirt tracks in the country. I think that um, it, it, it's 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 a nice segue, but I'd always thought that Eldora was where you know was first and foremost where it needed to be, uh, right there for the trucks. Um, so we have that. We have um, news at Casgrala. Who filled in for Austin Dillon at the road course at Daytona last year? Hopped um, into the Richard Childress uh, number three truck, number three car, and becomes only the fourth ever driver, the fourth ever driver to ever drive a Richard Childress number three Cup car in a Cup race. Um, obviously, the others are Austin Dillon. Take it back fifth. So I forgot about RC himself. 
you have Richard Childress, you have Austin Dillon, his grandson, you have some guy named Dale Earnhardt, maybe you guys have heard of him, and Ricky Rudd. <laughs> Growla would finish in the top 10 in that race. So, I mean, Growla is kind of up there. Um, he will be joining uh, Colleague Racing, uh, the team that Justin Haley and Jeff Burton and AJ Allmendinger compete with on the Xfinity Series. A team that's really built itself up over the past couple of years and have been contenders. Uh, they are, they'll be running a limited schedule um, in the Cup Series, tabbed with Growla driving um, for some of the races. He will be in at Daytona and run some of the road courses like Road America and um, the Rovals at Daytona and Charlotte. I know the Daytona races have been confirmed. Um, Road America is all but certain. Uh, as Grella is a talented road racer, um, and actually, when it comes to Daytona, actually has a uh, Daytona truck win in his back pocket. So I think that this is a very positive thing for a really good young man. And I really am hoping for success on this uh, with the with the team, and they're running on an open um, an open uh, sorry. They're running on a open entry, which means they will not be locked into the field, so they got to race their way. And so it's going to be very interesting because um, we're going to have a lot of open. Uh, teams trying to race their way into the Daytona 500 this year. So a lot of new teams are popping up and a lot of, um, you know, new faces and all. Um, so from that we move on. We got um, I think that's the only news I really got that's really popped up because I spent a lot of time talking about the Tony Stewart and I forgot some of the other stuff. Um, oh, we have Miguel Paluto, who was last seen running in the truck series for Turner Scott Motorsports. Um, he will be running the road courses for Junior Motorsports. Um, Paluto is a driver out of Mexico who, um was somewhat successful in the truck series for a couple of years. Um, just when Turner Scott seemed to, the team seemed to kind of go away slowly as they concentrated on their ill-fated Cup Series effort as Steve Turner would leave, um, and Harry Scott would take over the team, um, their Truck Series teams, you know, became forgotten about, and Pluto got lost in the mix, uh, along with other drivers that they had, you know, like Nelson Piquet Jr., and whatnot, and, um, you know, I think that he, he's, he's a driver, he, I don't think he'll win races for the team, but he'll, he'll give them respectable finishes, as he'll be piloting the eight car, which is going to be used by a myriad of different drivers this year, uh, Josh Berry, 
being one. Um, Junior Motorsports is a late model driver uh, from the southeast, and um, forget who they, uh, Sam Mayer, uh, who is a young up-and-coming driver uh, that they had been focused on for many years, and actually competed in the uh, Arca East series last year, and I believe he, if, I, if memory serves me correct, he won the title. Um, but we're going to see, when it comes to ARCA, we are actually going to see a lot of great talent. I think Mayer will be running some races there. Um, Gracie Trotter, the second ever female to win in the uh, West Series, has been there. Um, second ever to uh, Haley Deegan, who Haley made some unfortunate news over the week, um, which we'll get to in a second. I almost glanced over that part. Um but she, but Trotter will be running with Venturini Racing, and I think that's going to be very big, as Venturini is like the major development program for Toyota. Um, speaking of Deegan, um, Haley Deegan, who is set to make her her uh, full time ride into the Truck Series in 2021 in just a few weeks, um, was caught on a. Twitch stream uh, during iRacing, dropping the dreaded R word. If you don't know what the R word is, it's a it's a word uh, used to uh, talk about a person's mental disability. Yeah, that R word. Um, she'd use that in a heat of the moment thing as she as another driver was beaten banging with her on iRacing. Uh, dig into her credit. Um, soon as the stream was done, had already started damage control, apologized, and uh, legitimate apology. Um, NASCAR uh, felt the need, uh, especially after the Kyle Larson incident last year involving iRacing, was to um, require her to have sensitivity training and that is the only punishment she will have um, and a lot of people are seeing hypocrisy with this um, with the suspension of Kyle Larson pretty much for the 2020 season and everything he has to go through and yet Deegan gets um, this I, I think it's comparing apples to oranges I think neither thing should be said but I also think that you know, there's a lot worse said over the radio that many fans don't hear during the heat of a race. Um, and none of it's excusable. Um, but I think that, you know, you can't really compare one to the other. And yeah, and I'm still one of those people who think that the Kyle Larson punishment was a little too harsh. But given the climate um, that the country was in, um, I think a lot of it was done to save face. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, speaking of Larson, uh, he is, they've still not confirmed any sponsors. And I know that there was talk last week that he had signed a spotter uh, that GM, uh, HMS had uh, signed a um Signed spotter Chris Montez, uh, who was formerly spotting for Ty Dillon with Jermaine Racing. Um, Montez, 
shortly after that was released um, by Hendrick Motorsports after it came to light about some insensitive tweets um, towards Bubba Wallace and others. Um, and this is what I, I think Hendrick Motorsports has come a long way because I never really liked them in the early years. I like their drivers, some of their drivers and all, but I think that just, um, with that, and, and, you know, I've come to learn throughout the years how much of a wonderful and caring and genuine man Rick Hendrick is, um, you know, from those people who know him well. Um, but I think that, I think there was, you know, maybe not enough due diligence, um, paid to, checking the background and everything on uh, Chris Montez um, not defending anything he said and I'm not you know against anything he said because personally that's his opinion and I stay I'm stay out of people's opinions because it's not my business it's not my job to chime in uh, with it but um I think that there was not enough diligence when they do these um, background research before hiring somebody. Um, he was released. Um, Tyler Moss, I believe it is, is the um, has been announced as replacing Montez as the spotter for Kyle Larson. Um, I don't know much of his background. Um, other than him spotting for a couple of the smaller teams in the lower national series. Uh, so, anyway. Um, I don't really have, like, a big segment this week, and I spent way too much time between John Paul Jr. and Tony Stewart and Eldora and all to really break into it now, um, or to try to piece together a segment. So... I'm just going to leave off with, um, if you haven't checked out uh, Patreon, um, the Club Kayfabe Creative Community on there, um, do so. It's five bucks a month uh, to start, you know, and you can go up in the tiers. Uh, it goes five, ten, and twenty, and you get exclusive content. There's exclusive wrestle talks. There's exclusive um, ranking tracks by Jeff Trelowitz. Um, there's also exclusive um, Reese Nerd podcast, and I just completed part two of my three-part series, and that is, talks about the, the sponsors in the cars of the 90s. And there's one glaring omission um, to that when um, I listened back through it, and I don't know how I missed the McDonald's car of Bill Elliott. That was a real game-changer in the sport. Um, but I'm hoping to rectify it with episode three because episode three has got some real gems where we talk about the races and the places of the nineties. Um, and that's going to be a fun one as we reminisce of some of the biggest races, uh, the different places that they race, places that they used to race, um, and all. And I think that is a, a fun trip, um, We'll see how many of these tracks Matt has never been new. <laughs> but um, 
I think that is a a really fun time. Um, so for five bucks, like I said, you go to patreon.com backslash club kayfabe, all one word. Um, sign up and you can listen to all that. And like I said, there's a lot of content and in 2021, they are going to have a ton more. They are going to have um, not just exclusive bonus episodes of shows like this and ranking tracks, but you're going to have Patreon-only shows like Wrestle Talk and a couple of others. Um, I might, depending on how 2021 works out, I might be inclined to actually do a second show where I give opinions on shit. Um, but right now, it's just not in the cards. I'm having a hard time keeping up on this show with everything going on. Uh, so, um, also... Uh, I still have a pop quiz nose to answer, and that is which former ball player um, once owned a top fuel team uh, featuring himself and uh, John Andretti as their drivers um, before going bankrupt and having being forced to uh, liquidate the assets of the team and his multi. Um, car, car collection, and that is former first baseman, former Yankee, former St. Louis Cardinal, and a Red Sox at one point, uh, Jack Clark. Um, so I thought that was a fun little story. That, that whole Jack Clark, uh, thing, that's a very interesting one. Um, I remember that whole thing in a, uh, and a little back page um, uh, piece written by Lee Montville um, from Sports Illustrated uh, when it happened in the 90s. Um, and I remembered the team and whatnot. Uh, they certainly have one of the coolest cars out there with the Taco Bell Express. I thought that was a very neat car. Um, anyway, so move on we're getting closer and closer to racing at daytona so we'll be abreast and we should be back next week barring any more unfortunate events so until then i'm matt hardman and i will see you at the track